Welcome to Inside the Path to Success podcast, brought to you by Opulus, where you go behind the scenes with financial planners Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh to hear stories about how leading entrepreneurs, millennials, professional athletes, and coaches navigate the natural challenges that arise on the path to success and how to advance to the next level. And now, here are your hosts from Opulus, Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh. All right, welcome to another episode of Inside the Path to Success podcast. Today, we are talking about a very important topic, maybe not the most fun, has not been the the best start to the year as far as the, the stock market goes. Yeah, in fact, I think JP Morgan just put up a post last week <clears throat> that is the worst start to the stock market in the last 95 years, or maybe one of them, but needless yeah. <clears throat> to say, not good. Yeah, it has not been great. So let's dive right into it. So today, we're going to be talking about uh, you know market downturns. Uh, what do they mean for us? How do we deal with them? And what has history shown us over time? So just for some quick clarity, today uh, is March 29th. So when, if you're looking at, if you're reading, if you're listening to this today or in the future, that's when we're talking about this. Uh, year-to-date returns. NASDAQ is currently down 9.3% year-to-date. At the low point, it was down 21%. S&P 500 is down 5.3%. The low was 13 And the Dow Jones was down 4.5% at the moment. The low was 108 So convention has not been fun. Um, But for those who don't exactly know what is stock market crash essentially means, um, let's just kind of talk about that for a bit. So pretty much what a stock market crash means is on any given day, we can usually assume that the S&P will fluctuate somewhere between negative 1% and 1%. That's, That's typically where it goes. Anything outside that is a little bit on ordinary, uh, in the sense that it's either a, a really bad day or a, or a really good day, uh, but that's the general guidelines that that we look for. Um, over only a handful of times in history has you know a major sharp crash occurred, which is you know like a seven percent drop, which is one of the the halting triggers. Um, but over time, as we look, if you look over a month period or a quarter or even a year. Uh, what we could define as a, a correction or a bear market. A correction is when the market pulls back 10% from its all-time high or whatever the high is at the moment. And a bear market is when it crashes 20% from that high. Um, so obviously, at one point, we were in a bear market this year for the NASDAQ. We yep. were in a little bit past correction territory for the S&P for the da- and the Dow Jones. Um, but as we noted, some of those things have started to come back a bit. But it's really important for us to talk about what has history shown us with these because, you know, everyone panics. How many calls do we get a week where when 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 things are bad, people freaking out like, oh my God, like when the UK, Ukraine and Russia stuff started, everyone thought it was the end of the world, World War Three. I got to get out, I got to go all cash. And then what happens? Some of that news starts to die down a bit, things start to come back and, you know, here we are, still not great, but definitely yeah. in a better situation than we were just a few weeks ago. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think people that ha- have worked with us long enough or that have an advisor have seen this before, so they're used to it. But sometimes those first-time investors or people that are doing it on their own, this is like ultimate panic time when you see a hundred thousand dollar account drop to eighty grand or a million dollar account drop to eight hundred. That yeah. that is a scary time, and those are real feelings that are there. And that's why putting this into perspective is so critical. Yeah. So let's talk about how frequently these things occur. So we put out actually, we put this out in a post a few weeks back, but I think it's important to kind of revisit. So the market about three times a year will crash about 5% or more, three times a year. That usually lasts about 43 days. Last time this occurred was obviously 
just this year, we had that happen in all three major indexes. About 10% crash will occur once a year on average, right? And that'll usually last for about a full quarter or about three months. A 15% decline will happen about once every three years, and that'll last about 250 days. And then finally, a 20% crash or more will last will happen about once every six years, and that'll last almost a full year. So what does this mean? These things happen much more frequently than people realize. I mean, people talk about stock market crashes, like you know, you hear about the big ones, right? You hear about obviously now COVID's one of the big ones, but you know, two thousand eight, um, you know, the bubble, the tech bubble. Um, but those were like while those were the the biggest yep. ones, the, a 10, 20, 15 percent crash is much more likely than people realize. Um, and over time, what we've seen is that hey, the market has. Always uh, past performance is no uh, guarantee yeah. of future returns, but the market has always come back in some way. So, on another great post that actually Josh Brown, uh, if anyone watches CNBC, shared, talks about the Nasdaq and all the this, the recent Nasdaq crashes in the history of the stock market from 1973 all the way up to the COVID crash of 2020. And on average, right, on average, after the start of a Nasdaq bear market, which means it dropped at least 20 percent, the one year average has been 22.2%. The three-year average has been 52.3%. The five-year average has been 86.7%. And the 10-year average has been 328%. Now, That's cumulative. Cumulative, yep. Yeah. And obviously, these don't include fully the t- what we've seen in 2020 because we're only in 2022. So we don't have a three-year, five-year, 10-year mark for those. But for all of the NASDAQ bear markets from 1973 up until 2020, that's what the numbers have shown us. So- what is the number one thing this this tells us? Try to be a long-term investor, right? Um, so I think that stuff's just important to note because it's really easy to look on a one-month or three-month period and start freaking out and be like, oh my gosh, look how much money I've lost. But as long as you're investing for the long-term, um, you, more often than not, you're going to be okay as long as you just you know have a good strategy, stick to it, you know, rebalance if you need to, you know. Figure out with your advisor if you need to change strategies based on if you can't handle a certain risk tolerance. We'll get to five steps to navigating these markets later. But you know this stuff is just important to know because in the moment, it always seems like it's the end of the world. But if we just look out a couple of years, it always ends up being okay. What's important to note too is that these losses are painful, but also realize emotionally a 20% loss feels twice as worse than a 20% gain does, yep. right? You get a 20% gain, you feel great, but that 20% loss has twice the emotional response in the complete opposite direction. So you can acknowledge that, realize that, and take the emotional piece of how to control everything with all the other great stuff that you just mentioned is going to be critical to being a successful invest- investor over a long time horizon, like you mentioned. Absolutely. Now, the stock market is just one part of the the picture here. So, right, why don't you talk a little bit about you know how is inflation and you know a possible recession? How does this stuff play into everything? Yeah, inflation is a big worry right now. Right, um, the Fed had planned to kick off a series of rate hikes uh, last month and earlier this year to bring down inflation. Enter Russia <laughs> and the unfortunate invasion in Ukraine that's going on right now. Um, policymakers were were assuming there was going to be a smooth supply chain and a return to normalcy uh, to offset a greater, higher rate that were potentially coming. Now, 
However, now there's higher energy prices, commodity costs are going up, as well as more shipping disruptions from this war that's going on, which means inflationary pressures are even greater and are going to send price have send prices higher and could potentially send prices even higher yet as everything settles in from what's going on. So here's what this means. It means the Fed's going to have a very tricky path to guide inflation lower without scaring the markets and also without triggering a recession. So it's possible you know, the Fed leaders could choose a slower pace for these rake heights with uncertainty. So that's the word on inflation. So does that take us into recessionary conversations and issues there potentially? It's really hard to say. And there's so many unknowns. We're coming out of this weird COVID period where just about all the data is skewed or wrong in some way, shape, or form. And now we have this huge inflationary pressures plus an invasion going on in the Ukraine. So it's really hard to, to tell completely. And, and there's all these funky interest rates that, that are happening as well. So does this mean a recession is certain? Definitely not certain, right? So there's there's no economists out there that we've heard of that say, yep, a recession is coming. It's definite. It's intimate. So we don't need to worry about that with the certainty. But is it a risk that we should be considering? 100%, right? So we have to be prepared uh, that there is recessionary signs on the time horizon. But ultimately, like you talked about, what we should focus on is what we can control, right? Our strategies our reactions, our compassion for others that are experiencing loss, whether it be in the market or the unfortunate things that are going overseas with people are losing their lives or being displaced from their homes, right? But but when it comes to uh, what we can control with our portfolios and our investing strategy, there's five you know best practices that we always implement that uh, that we'd like to share. So yep. go ahead, kick them yeah, off. Yeah. So I mean, if you follow us, you've probably heard us say this before. But like always, we like to sound like a broken record. We love to reiterate these things because it is so important. Just like you always hear us talk about the fifty twenty thirty rule when it comes to budgeting, we will always preach it. Same thing goes when it comes to navigating volatile markets. We're not going anywhere. Yep, we got five. <laughs> the same thing. Five things we're going to keep on saying because it is so important to just stay focused and, and, and work on these things. Number one, trust and asset allocation, right? If you worked with an advisor, uh, when you first set up your portfolio, there's a reason you set up your allocation the way you did, right? Believe in it. If you're a long-term investor, things are going to work out over time. Number two, check in on risk tolerance. If you find yourself in a position that you are just constantly freaking out over, you know, the, the fluctuations or the volatility inside of your account, maybe you need to pull back a little bit. Maybe if you're an investor who's 80% stocks, 20% uh, you know, fixed income and bonds and cash, yeah. then maybe you need to pull that back. Maybe you need to be a 70 or a third or a 60% um, equity investor. Yeah. And, and on that note, Fran, everybody's plan looks great on paper till you get hit in the face, right? Yeah. I, I believe is the great Mike Tyson said. Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth, exactly. right? Yep. So, so now is a good time as we've gone through this to not make any rash decisions today, stick to the plan. But once we come out of this, and we will, in our humble opinion, uh, as long as the U.S. economies are around and the market economies are around, that once you come out of this, it's a good time to reassess your risk tolerance and saying, hey, was that a little too much for me to handle? Was I way too stressed out during that period of time? Let everything rebound. And then once it does come back, reassess that and make the adjustments that you need to. Absolutely. Number three, be ready to buy the dip and or rebalance your portfolio. Right. If you see a great opportunity, and you know, we know that if you were looking at the Nasdaq or whatever, the, even the S and P just a few weeks ago, you know, we were down those levels. We were down twenty one percent in the Nasdaq. 
you know, 13% in the S&P, you see those opportunities and you have extra cash on the sidelines that you don't have a short-term goal for, um, that's a great time to either get in. And if you don't have cash on the sidelines too, that's fine. There's a great opportunity to rebalance, sell some of the losers in your portfolio and buy some of those great uh, stocks that you truly believe in at a discount. Yep, 100%. So, so if you are following our principles of having three to six months of cash, hopefully you don't have too much cash on the yep. sidelines. There's always opportunities to purchase the, those stocks that are in a discount and then lock in some of your winners that have been running up at this period of time too because there have been stocks and portfolios and portions of the markets that, that have been increasing during this period of time. Absolutely. Number four, tax loss harvest. You know, we kind of just hit this one a bit. Um, you know, if you have your losers, sell off your losers. Get yourself a little tax break to write off some winners uh, next year's taxes and you know rebalance the portfolio accordingly. And lastly, favorite one, focus on the long term, right? We always talk always. about how long-term investors always, always have shown historically to, you know, be the most successful investors. We always talk about that one. Uh, it was a great TD Ameritrade article a few years ago. It was talking about the best performers that they had um, across all their portfolios were people that were dead. Basically, meaning that they had they never logged yeah, in, they invest, never looked at their stuff. They invested for so long, they never even touched it. They were never even able to worry about it. Um, so, focus on the long term. Um, you know, find a strategy, stick to it, make adjustments if needed. But you know, those are our five steps. Stick to them, and more often than not, there's going to be rough patches. We know that. We just talked about how historically we know how they're how frequently they're going to come up. But over time, markets in the U.S. economy have always shown to keep rallying and uh, keep innovating and performing well over time. Yeah, it's important to note that no investor or institution or money manager or advisor has ever gone undefeated. So you shouldn't expect that out of yourself. You shouldn't expect that out of your advisor or the institution that you're working with, but have reasonable, rational expectations to stick to the plan, use those five principles that we mentioned, and that'll give you the best opportunity to hit your your long-term investment goals and ultimately achieve financial independence. Yeah, and the, the quick um, you know reference we always make to this is, would it be nice if the Eagles went 17-0 and every year? But yeah, yeah, we would love that, but we know that's not reasonable. So what do we? And probably never going to happen. We would, we would, yeah, probably <laughs> never will. Uh, but we would love if they went eleven and six, twelve and five, thirteen and four. If they were able to do that every year, we as fans would all be extremely happy. Yep. Same principles apply to our investment portfolio. We know it's never going to be perfect. There's going to be some times where we're losers. There's going to be a lot of times where we're winners. But overall, we just want to try to be as consistent as possible in performing well. His, uh, you know, over the long run, hundred percent, man. So with that. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you have any podcast ideas, always feel free to send them in to us. We're always looking for, um, you know, trying to, to appease what you guys want to listen to. So with that, hope everyone has a fantastic week. Yep. Like, listen, subscribe, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, guys. If you want even more insights on the path to success, follow Ryan and Fran at Opulus LLC on Instagram and Facebook. Or check us out on the web at www.opulus.us. Lastly, the content of this podcast is not to be viewed as personal investment, legal, or tax advice. You should always consult with a professional advisor before implementing any topics discussed.